Welcome everyone to the Pantheon. I'm your host, Ray. And I'm Evie. And Evie, what are we looking at today? Um, uh, Jessica Jones, um, season two. Correct. It stars Kristen Ritter. Uh, it, I believe it's pronounced uh, Ek Duval. Uh, he plays Malcolm Ducasse. Uh, Rachel Taylor as Trish Walker. Rebecca DeMornay. And also stars uh, Janet McTeer as the villain. And the showrunner is uh, Melissa Rosenberg, who has been the showrunner for the entire se- series as well as the season. Evie, give us the rundown of Jessica Jones season two. Okay. Okay. From, well, prior to what happened in the first season, mm-hmm. um, Jessica Jones wants to know why she is the way she is, uh, superpower-wise. Sure. So I would say that the second season um, uh, is um, Jessica Jones wanting to figure out who she is as a person. Exactly. Now that's 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 really what it comes down to in a nutshell. Yeah. Right? It's just pulling back because I think really, I mean, once you had Kilgrave, you really couldn't go. What else? What else can you do? Really? I mean, that's like yeah. a character that really got under her skin, that got into the nerve of the hero. When you look at her, the logo, it's the name Jessica Jones and it's cracked like cracked mirrors is because she's cracking, yeah. like she's coming undone from below. So yeah, exactly. so we had a villain that caused it. So now we're gonna have to peel back the layers and seeing like the trauma that created her and the trauma that, mm. that that's behind the behind it all. And we're learning some truths. And uh it it starts off right at the bat from the first episode with Trish Walker. Um mm-hmm. uh, she's doing this uh child party thing where she's singing and playing the character uh, I love yeah. I like your cray cray to these two adult males just to get yeah. information on IGH which leads leads to um, which was the company that made both Luke Cage and right. made Jessica yeah. Jones yeah. and now it's down this rabbit, rabbit hole if you will of how she came about um, this is really cool because this deals with uh, the guilt this has a bit of guilt too because she is uh, still harboring the guilt of killing Revo, which was Luke Cage's uh, wife, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think, that's my, this is my personal opinion, but the murderer or the killer in season two, the reason why she goes with this killer on this road trip, willingly, mm-hmm. to yeah. try to keep the killer, like, at bay, is because right. she yeah. harbors some psychological um, responsibility to take control and responsibility of this murderer. Uh, I, right. I, the only thing I won't reveal is like who the murderer is. I mean, it's, it's kind of right. a silly yeah, yeah. thing, but you know who right. I'm referring to, right? Yeah, I do. Okay, so I think that's my theory is that the reason why she is giving up her life and putting her life in jeopardy at a risk or, or becoming a fugitive is because at some, she feels that she is, I don't know if worthy or not is, is, the, is a good answer, but like there is a lot of guilt that she's done bad and this is her way to make mm-hmm. good on it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, let's get into some of the characters because this is, I, I think, in terms of the MCU, uh, Netflix MCUs, uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones is probably the, the top, is like the top two best shows mm-hmm. in terms of story written. I mean, you can argue some things with Luke Cage. I mean, I don't know if you can argue uh, Iron Fist too much, but like with Luke Cage, there is some there is some good quality writing in that too, and some good sequences. Yeah, for sure. But in terms of drama, like real good psychological drama and issues, and um, um, uh, not I won't say public service announcement, but like things of like of notoriety, like that's like everyday like issues, like um, things of concern or ongoing conflicts in the world. Uh, they really do target certain. Um, 
social function, a social uh, justice warrior, if you will, on the yeah, show. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and I, I also say that Melissa Rosenberg, the, the showrunner, she actually, what she kind of, in terms of female empowerment, all for the entire season, it's all written by women. It's directed by women uh, for every episode. Every cool. episode, every episode has a different writer. Every episode has a different director, and they're all mm-hmm. women. So she's trying to uh, pay it forward, giving opportunities for people who normally you don't have the opportunities to make a splash in the industry. You know. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so let's get into some of the characters. Okay, so t- there's two characters in this, I would say who has the biggest arc in the series. When I say series, I mean seasons one, two, and three, and that's Trish and that's Malcolm because where how they start off in season two and where they end is a great arc, whereas I think Jessica Jones pretty much stays the same, you know? Mm-hmm. Besides harboring a deep, dark, emotional loss at the end of season two, uh, mm-hmm. which causes a rift, I think the characters of Trish and uh, Malcolm has the greatest arc, you know? Oh, for sure. Um, tr- so in season one, Trish, we learned that she was a child actress. Um, she had mm-hmm. a drug addiction. Uh, to hide the drug addiction, her mother adopted um, um, Jessica Jones and trying to get the publicity yeah. off their, their trail like they're doing a good deed and as a result I mean Trish becomes the adopted sister for, for Jessica Jones mm-hmm. and uh, she gets her life in order you know um, but we learn, also yeah. learned that in the start of season one I mean uh, Trish has she made her house her, her apartment or penthouse suite into like a panic room mm-hmm. you know? and yeah. she's learned and she uh, she learned Krav Magra in self-defense in uh so we learned that before the series began she was i guess she was attacked at some point yeah she must have because the to do that uh to, to change her room into a room where uh simpson the cop who went after her couldn't get in yeah. because it was, yeah, a, sure. it was it was already designed as a panic room uh she's a victim you know so you know and then malcolm malcolm started off as a drug addict yeah, you know and it, yeah and we learned that uh he was a i think he was a reporter or uh um investigator in the beginning and uh in, in the night she met uh kilgrave it was the night that kilgrave met malcolm and turned him into a drug addict and used his mm. skills as a yeah. investigator to follow uh take pictures of, of, of uh, jessica jones in season one mm. so yeah. when we get to season two uh malcolm is a working associate for jessica jones he's learning under her tutelage to become a private investigator and, and perfect his craft mm. And then uh, we meet a, a rival uh, PI service who who hire who ends up hiring uh, Malcolm, you know, yeah. uh, and then and before the rival dies from the hands of the murderer, of course. Mm-hmm. So Malcolm uh, and because Malcolm and of course the way Trish is uh, Trish, uh, Jessica is very crash and coarse, uh, they mm-hmm. go to different ways. They kind of she kind of fires him when he quits because yeah, Tr- Jessica Jones is hard to, to be around, obviously, right. Mm-hmm. Being yeah. a hard drinker, so, but during her time, he's been able, Malcolm's has been able to clean his act up, and beca- have a, a really good job of being really good at being an investigator, and of course taking pictures of Jessica behind her back during the Kilgrave situation. Yeah, uh, he was already uh, skilled, and he was just honing his craft. So um, it's really interesting how he's progressed, and it ends off uh, with Jerry Horgar- Hor- Horgarth hiring him as an investigator for her firm. Yeah, that's how. So like he's come a long way. So he ends up being like yeah. a fixer for Jerry Hargarth. Now for Trish, um, go into that. Can you go into basically how her arc changes in season two? Pardon me. Can you go into the arc of Trish, like where she starts off in season two and then how she ends? 
Oh yeah. Um, well, Trish has this thing where she wants to um, explore uh, Jessica Jones's history. Right. You know why she does that. You know she just does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she wants to know like uh, uh, what happened um, to her, I guess, stepsister or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, in sh- and in the process, she becomes she kind of gets back into the drug habit again in order to try and yeah, help her she out. Does. Uh, yeah, her, she does. Her ex boyfriend has left. An, was it an inhaler? Was that was it an inhaler? Yeah, some yeah something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a super steroid, so she becomes an addict addiction to that, and that kind of leads her wanting uh, to review. Like when you're an addict, you kind of hit rock bottom once you try to recover from that. Oh, um, sure, yeah. And your inhibitions in her case, when her she's she's on her medication, her inhibitions leave her. She's more reckless. And I guess she mm-hmm. speaks yeah, her yeah, mind yeah. more. Um, yeah, she does. Uh, she she always has like she was always looked up to to uh, Jessica Jones and uh, wants yeah. to be like a hero. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's what it's all about, I guess. Finding who she is. Yeah, and she does some really reckless stuff in the in 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 her pursuit for doing what she thinks is right. You know. Yeah. So and so, so like that's how the ending is sort of like uh, the ending has a double edged sword for her. Um, yeah. Her action. Leads, leads to something that's really dire and her actions her selfishness actions uh sets up the stage for who she becomes in season three right yeah which is like uh trying to being a trying being a hero herself right yeah uh, besides this um like in terms of like uh what the themes of the show are i think uh the, the show really t- as i mentioned at the top is that the show tackles uh, a lot of a lot of issues you know uh, yeah. you have uh, like you have a you have an lgbq qt is it is that, is that the right yeah right that's that's with the character with jerry hargarth she's a movement of power she's like the, the in terms of a chess game she would be the yeah. queen because she is the higher echelon of like people of influence Exactly. Uh, you have uh, people of minority. You have Malcolm. You have Luke Cage. You have um, yeah. who was a, who was a love interest, and then you have the new love interest who was Oscar Orcho and his son Vito, who are yeah. uh, people in Jessica's lives. So you have interracial um, yeah. introductions. Uh, you have Trish, who present represents empowerment. Uh, people who, who uh, she represents uh, women who have been abused. You know, uh, women. Um, uh, you know, women's rights, you know, women against women against violence. So, like, you have all these social issues being addressed, whether it's uh, uh, people of color, people of people's sexuality, women's issues. So, uh, they were really cool in terms of how they woven in these little sh- stories, these characters into the fabric of, of, of being an action movie. Um, so, overall, what are your thoughts in, in terms of like just the overall? Experience? Coming out of the season two, what were your overall thoughts like coming out of it? Did you like it more than season one? Yeah, how, I liked it definitely more than season one for and, sure. And then where do you, how do you see this in terms of the overall like Netflix MCU shows? No, um, it's all about family. Mm-hmm. Definitely about family and what and how how important it is. And I don't want to give away anymore okay. because yeah, all right, yeah, it's really good. All right, well, that sounds good. Um, Third glass tonight. Put it on my tab. Drinking to remember or forget? Giving a shit won't get you a better tip. 
family was killed in a car accident. Someone did horrific experiments on me. And now this super vigilante keeps coming at me. Do you know Captain America? I want to absorb Ailey's investigations. You don't want me. You just want to eliminate the competition. I never take no for an answer. How rapey of you. Something happened behind these doors. I have 17 years of questions, and they are deep. Just knowing what was done to you might help you. We were made here. Me and something else. The only way to find it is to open the door wider. We get into the part where we like to refer to as Every's Corner. Where we okay. are people from social media send emails, send tweets. It's basically not me, but they ask Evie questions. So the second we like to refer to as Ask Evie. Okay. okay. All right. All right. So uh, the questions we have today are, what film do you think has the best score? Meaning score, meaning music. N- not soundtrack, but like background music or background. Um, uh, Black Panther. Okay. And um, and the Hulk. I had like twenty people who asked this question to ask you. Okay. And out of that, they gave their opinion, and the Hulk came in with like thirty uh, percent from Danny Elfman. He they wrote he did yeah. the soundtrack for the Hulk, and yeah. they said the same thing. I honestly don't remember the the soundtrack for the the of the Hulk, but apparently it, it stood out. Right, it's really good. Yeah. Okay. Definitely for me, anyway. Yeah, so yeah, uh, sure. I'll tell you what the what your what the fans have given to us. They wrote down uh, Danny Elfman's 1989 Batman, which you would hear in the animated series, as well as the um, okay. the one with Prince and Michael Keaton. That that mm-hmm. soundtrack, okay. or that 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 score. Sorry, you know, with the Joker, right. with uh, okay. Jack Nicholson, um, right. and then the second one was John Williams' Super- Superman Two. Oh, okay. With uh, Christopher Reeve. Cool. But in your case, you said uh, yeah. Black Panther was really your was a very strong influence for you, right? Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. Okay, so the next question we have is the character that does the bare minimum. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what character do you think that has that does the bare minimum? Uh, what do you mean like in the movie itself? Yeah, so I guess like a, like a superhero or just a, a main character or a, a lead or yeah, an important character who really does like the bare minimum in that film. Um Bare minimum. Okay, I would say um, Robin. Okay. Like it, yeah. Which which film? Which which film would you say that's in? Or because um, I guess there's only one, right? Yeah. Or no, there's two. There's the '60s Batman, and there's the uh, Batman and Robin, right? Yeah, actually, I would say Batman and Robin. Okay. You know, because again, he's just there, right? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't really do too much, although, you know. Okay. That's what I think. Uh, well, in terms of your your listeners, uh, they gave us three. I'll do, I'll tell you what the top three are, and it's Jane Foster. They said oh, okay. they uh, they say from Thor: Dark World was did like very little. Uh, Quicksilver oh, okay. in Age of Age of Ultron, and oh. Jean Grey from X Men. They didn't say which one. I don't know if it's Famke oh, Jensen wow. or um, huh. the other girl from um, First nice. Class. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Cool. Okay, well, that's Ask Evie. So I want to say thanks, Evie, for your answers. That's really cool. All right. So let's get into the email bag. You've heard mailbag song. Hit it. Letters. I get letters. So many letters. Uh, Jessica Jones season two. Mm-hmm. 
I hated it, says Rupender from Walla Walla, Washington. Okay. Uh, next we have JS from Toronto, Ontario. And Jay writes, I scored this a, a dim 4.5 out of 5. It lacked the electric chemistry between David Tennant and Kristen Ritter, who from the first season. Uh, but Jessica Jones doesn't need to fight Kilgrave to be a badass. She's still impeccably well-written and acted, and her cynical disdain for being a superhero is refreshing. Her story arc this season was necessary to, and gave the character room to grow. But I'd still show up for the whiskey drinking and sarcasm. Yep, that sounds kind of cool. Okay. Um, next, we have Lisa, no, Lucy Denunzio from Toronto, Ontario. It was just terrible. It is not even a superhero show anymore. No real villain. Yeah, you know what? It's not. But this was more of a deep dive, I would say. You, you know, in terms mm -hmm. of the, because where can you go? All right. Uh, and lastly, we have Nigel Ming from Scarborough, Ontario. And Nigel writes, "It's so sad that the whole season ruined was ruined in a split second." Um, okay, this is gonna be a okay. I should before I carry on. This is a spoiler. So if you don't want to know what happens in this series. Um, Nigel kind right. of Nigel is going to like spill it all here, so I'm going to say uh, fast forward here for the next two minutes, starting now. So Nigel Ming from Toronto, sorry, Nigel Ming from Scarborough, Ontario writes: It's so sad how the whole season was ruined in a split second. Trish pulling the trigger on Jessica's mother for her own selfish reasons on, of wanting to be a superhero, and then show and then the show does nothing to to address that is an extremely poor execution. She claims to be doing the right thing, but she didn't uh, kill Carl because he was beneficial to her. By the end, Trish is clearly the antagonist, but she also wins. A major letdown from season one. Yeah. You know? I find that too. Okay. Well, thank you to all. Um, and then, we're, now last, what we're going to do is something we've been doing for the last couple of weeks. Is we'll be doing a countdown of MCU movies. So we're down to the top five. Uh, and today, uh, we're just going to hear Evie's uh, top five uh, MCU movies. So the last, so out of all the 23 movies that's been out released thus far, because Black Widow got pushed to July, um, from 1 to 23, uh, we've been counting down. So we're down to the top five. So what are the top five, starting at number five, um, what are the five top MCU movies in your opinion? The fate of the universe lies on your shoulders. Now, whatever you do, don't push this button. Because that will set off the bomb immediately and we'll all be dead. Now, repeat back what I just said. I agree. No! No, that's the button that will kill everyone. Try again. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh-huh. Okay. No! Guardian um, of the Galaxy 2. Mm hmm. That's number five. Uh, they join S.H.I.E.L.D. to protect people. Captain, to build a better world sometimes means tearing the old one down. And that makes enemies. Are you ready for the world to see you as you really are? Winter Soldier is number four. Tell me something. What do you know about Wakanda? It's a third world country. 
textiles, shepherds, cool outfits, all the front. Explorers have searched for it. Called it El Dorado. They looked for it in South America. But it was in Africa the whole time. I'm the only one who's seen it. And made it out alive. <laughs> Third one for me was Black Panther. Okay, three. Mm -hmm. In time, you will know what it's like to lose. To feel so desperately that you're right, yet to fail all the same. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny still arrives. Evacuate the city. Engage all defenses. And get this man a shield. The second one for me was uh, Infinity War. All right. And then the and then my most favorite was Stay on. Hey, Miss Ponce. If you find this recording. Don't feel bad about this. Part of the journey is the end. Just for the record, being adrift in space with zero promise of rescue is more fun than it sounds. This is gonna work, Steve. I know it is. Because I don't know what I'm gonna do if it doesn't. And then the, and then my most favorite was um, Endgame. All right, so those are your top five. And okay, so Evie, and so that will end our show. And how can they reach us? Um, uh, email. Mm -hmm. And and that space um, on our website. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, and so with that, I am Ray. I'm Evie. We'll talk to you next week. Take care.